0: Welcome to The Pen and the Yod. This week's Torah portion is Tazria Mitzorah. Rabbi Michael Siegel from Anshiamet Synagogue in Chicago sits down with author Jonathan Igg and talks about caring for the ill in a time of fear. What's the worst doctor experience you've ever had? Oh man, my kids don't believe me when I tell them this story, but it's true. When I was a kid, I had to get a bunch of teeth pulled. And the dentist couldn't get the teeth out. Oh, God. And he was standing on the chair, <laughs> with, oh yanking with, and, and cursing me. And at one point, like, stopped and slapped me because I was screaming so much. And I, I, I swear it happened. My mother isn't sure. She doesn't. She, my mother is not sure she believes me, but I, 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 I swear it happened. But um, I'm lucky to say that's the worst um, medical disaster I've had. But it, sounds- it, was, it was pretty traumatic. It
1: sounds like a cartoon. It was God, really bad. They that. actually slapped it. me. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> mm. This portion, it's actually a double portion this week, Tazria Matsora is really focusing on medicine and the role of the priest as a medical practitioner, but from a spiritual perspective. And I don't think that they were climbing on chairs, and hopefully they weren't slapping people, but in some ways we're dealing with something equally primitive. They're talking about an illness called tzara'at. And we're not exactly sure what that is. Some people have long said it's Hansen's disease. Other people think it's a form of leprosy. And anyone who ever saw the film Ben-Hur would know just how terrifying leprosy could be. But regardless, we're dealing with a very contagious illness. And what makes it unique is that it not only affects the skin, but it affects the home. So the priest goes and he's looking at the walls of the home as if the home is also affected by this illness. And so we're talking about something that seems this worldly, but it is spiritually engaged as well. But here's the thing. The priest is the one who has to make the diagnosis. The priest is the one who's going to have to do the quarantining if that has to be done. And it's the priest who has the most to lose. We've been studying the book of Leviticus and all the strictures about purity of the priest um, has been reviewed in more different ways than we can possibly count. And all of a sudden, this guy who is totally dependent on purity finds himself standing with someone Who's not who not might has the possibility of making him impure, but also is so contagious that he might actually make him ill? And I guess the question is, what can we learn from that?
0: Well, the first thing that struck me was that the priest and the doctor seem to have a lot of uh, commonalities here. and um, first of all, I guess for a lot of Jewish mothers, those are two popular uh, choices for their for their children, right? You want your kid to be a, a rabbi or a doctor, all right? Did your parents push you to be one or the other? I wanted.
1: To, I actually wanted to be a dentist. Really? Oh my god! That, I could, I could have that. been that guy. You could have been that guy I, I, slapping me in the face. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: well, I think you chose well. Well, you? you know, based on this
1: story, maybe I missed my calling. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, and by the way, my mother never forgave me for not becoming a dentist. Really, she yeah. still she I could have ups- made an honest living. Right? <laughs> That's. It could have
0: been a dentist. That's funny. Well, the doctor and the and the and the rabbi have a lot in common besides the the mother's wishes. They both have, well, so they're reputed to have large egos at times, right? Yes. Um, the doctor is often accused of having a god complex. So and. and and, I'm, and, and when you think about it, in ancient civilizations, the priest was the doctor, right? The voodoo priest is the one who has the power to, to heal or to curse. So what does it tell us here? That Are they trying to tell us something here, that the, that the priest is
1: playing the role of doctor? No, I think that the priest here, and by the way, the Jewish tradition in Jewish history has a long long, very interesting history of medicine. Some of our greatest rabbis were also our greatest doctors. Maimonides, for instance, was one of our great doctors. And so this notion that healing is a mitzvah, in the sense that it's a commandment, is not something we should just let pass us by. We don't believe that God is visiting illness on us, except for this one. Sarat is the one illness that comes from God or has some sort of connection to God and so the fact that the priest is the one who is the connection between people and God is the one going in and doing the diagnosis is really interesting. It speaks to the spiritual aspect of illness, not only psychosomatic illness but also illness that can come upon us from the psychological realm, depression. I think you can extrapolate from this. but. What I want to get to is the notion that this person is feared. This is a contagious, mysterious, and very serious illness. And what happens in a society where people are afraid? Oh, well, you and I are both
0: old enough to remember that when AIDS first became uh, well known and not well understood. I was a reporter at college. Intern and I was afraid to pick up the phone to call someone to interview them because they had AIDS. I was, I mean, in the back of my head, I'm saying to myself, "Well, I'm pretty sure that I can't catch it over the phone." That's the level of fear that that there was when this first began to spread. It defies rationality when you have that kind of fear, and some people are starting to feel that way now about this, you know, epidemic in China. Right? Um, Is it safe for me to even go on an airplane domestically? You know, who was on that plane before me? Right? You suddenly your mind just starts reeling. And that makes it very hard to treat the person
1: who's ill as a human being. Suddenly they just become a they, disease. They become their illness. Right, exactly. So that person on the phone that you were speaking about wasn't really a person, actually. No, they, you were actually talking to AIDS. You weren't talking, I was talking to a virus in my you're, mind. Right, right. So here, by the priest going in, I think it's unmistakable that there's a statement being made that God cares about this person. And that God continues to see the tzelem Elohim, the image of God inside of that person. And that makes all the difference, because it's the priest who's going to treat the person. Now, that person may need to be quarantined. In other words, we still have to think about the public good. But we haven't lost the human piece of that. And I think that makes all the difference. How do we impose that on ourselves in our own society?
0: It's difficult. It takes, it takes work and it takes effort to try to overcome your prejudice. That's what it is. It's prejudice that you just to see the disease and not the person.
1: But I also think it's a worldview. I don't think you can sort of turn it on and turn it off. How do we see other people in general? How do we see those who um, are homeless? Do we blame the victim? Do we hold them responsible? At the same time, In some cases, yes, it's true that people do bring their own harm on themselves. Drug addiction. You sit with people whose children might be suffering from some sort of opioid addiction or some other compulsive behavior. And I find myself talking to them and saying, look, if this person had, God forbid, pancreatic cancer, you wouldn't be judging them and saying, well, they should be able to control this. But when we but somehow, when someone has uh, an addiction that is and can very easily become a terminal illness, we see them as other. We see them as some sort of you know nefarious character. Yeah, and it's especially true when we're
0: dealing with anything that's contagious, because then your instinct is I have to take care of myself right. first. So not my problem as long as I stay away. I don't have to worry about all those people who've been quarantined. Just keep them away from me. You know, when you see somebody who's who can overcome that that selfishness and serve poor and serve the homeless and put themselves into the middle of an epidemic, doctors who went to work on Ebola, um, that is, a, to me, a great lesson in unselfishness and perhaps what the priest is doing here in exposing himself to the, to the illness.
1: I couldn't agree more. I would extend this a little bit. It's also a lesson about visiting the sick. How often have you had this experience where someone you know is in the hospital, you know you're supposed to visit the person, wouldn't it be nice if I stopped over but somehow you never quite find the time to do it. Yeah, it happened
0: recently to me and the person passed away and I'm going to live with that for the rest of my life. And it really, you know, the regret that I didn't go to see him in time.
1: So what's going on in those moments? What was going on in you? Why don't you think you went? And by the way, we're all guilty. of this, Yeah, so I, don't, I have no um,
0: excuse. It was just I kept thinking that I'd get around to it.
1: Was the person a contemporary of yours?
0: Um, he was the guy who ran the local diner here on Broadway, and who my kids adored, and we went there to celebrate all our birthdays. And he would let the kids go behind the counter and make their own ice cream. And you know, he was he was like an extended member
1: of the family to us. Do you think that maybe part of the problem was you didn't know what you were going to say when you went in there?
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's some of it. And it's just that's my problem. You know, it's fear of like making yourself vulnerable. I guess that you're going to be uncomfortable, or it's going to be awkward, or it's going to be awkward, right?
1: What am I going to say? Yeah. And the and here. The priest is doing something, and that I think is so important for us to consider just being present, just going there, can make all the difference. I learned that lesson as a young rabbi. I went to see somebody and i I said, uh, "How are you feeling?" The guy says, "How do you think I'm feeling? I'm in the hospital." <laughs> so I learned to focus. I said, "Well, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling better than yesterday? Worse mm-hmm. in other words. You allow for that, but it's also this syndrome where you go to the hospital and you sit down and you say, well, what are they telling you? And then, you know, I knew somebody who had this and they get this doctor. Maybe you want to call this doctor. In those moments, you've lost the humanity of the conversation. We're being technicians and I'm really talking to the illness, but what would it be like if you sat down and just talked to the person, acknowledge that this is hard? And then you said, you know, I missed you at the restaurant. Yeah. You know, I remember when we went there and what, and what it meant to my kids that you were there. Right. And talk about that. That, what I think a visit to someone in the hospital or at a home or a senior in a, um, in a nursing facility can do is to give them their humanity back. Make them feel like a human being. Yeah. And
0: um, just showing up, as, as Woody Allen said, 90, 90% of Success is showing up. I'm just showing up and being there, showing them that you care, and then listening. And, you know, I think that's all it takes.
1: But the priest is the one who teaches us the lesson. So, one of the powerful aspects of Torah is to look at a primitive text, and this is a primitive text and strip away all of the arcane aspects of it and look deeper at the human issue because what's happening in that moment between the priest and the person with sarat is the same thing that happened when you were trying to make a choice how do we deal with illness how do we not turn that ill? how do we not turn another person into that illness i think that's a powerful lesson for us today and i think it's especially difficult in america and the reason i say that is because if you go to europe for instance go out of the countries the focus is on healing we're very curative everything's about science i'm not really thinking about the patient and they're gonna we're gonna get them out of here as quickly as possible we're focused on treating whatever the illness is so our entire medical system is focused on looking at the person as an illness, looking at the illness, not looking at the person. Right. Well, well on that, that happy
0: note. <laughs> and can we agree that the dentist should not slap his patients? I'm, can, we, I'm, can we close I'm, with that?
1: I'm with you there. Thank you. Thank, thank you, doctor. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Take care.